Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Today afternoon, it was around this time that Roger Federer announced his retirement. Uh, he put out a video message uh, that came through his uh, social media accounts. To my tennis family and beyond, of all the gifts that tennis has given me over the years, the greatest, without a doubt, has been the people I've met along the way. My friends, my competitors, and most of all, the fans who give the sport its life. Today, I want to share some news with all of you. As many of you know, the past three years have presented me with challenges in the form of injuries and surgeries. I've worked hard to return to full competitive form, but I also know my body's capacities and limits and its message to me lately has been clear. I am 41 years old. I've played more than 1,500 matches over 24 years. Tennis has treated me more generously than I ever would have dreamt. And now I must recognize when it is time to end my competitive career. So that was the announcement, at least uh, part of it. Went for about four minutes of Roger Federer announcing his retirement from competitive tennis. To get more details on uh, his career is Paul Epsi, the director of tennis from the Habsa Tennis Academy. Paul, thank you very much for joining us on TSB once again. Uh, thanks for having me again, although it's a bit... bit bit somber this time i'm afraid has this been a long time coming do you think it was maybe postponed this announcement after the passing of, of queen elizabeth ii ah uh, no no i don't think that that's really anything to do with it i think that i think we all kind of knew that something fishy was going on when he announced that he was going to play in the labor cup mm-hmm. and and yeah i mean he's, he's like you said he's 41 years old and to, to try and come back from such serious injury I mean, it was it was almost never going to happen, and unfortunately, we've all been proven right. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we were talking uh, during the French Open, uh, Paul, and uh, our eyes probably were on Rafa calling it a day, uh, but uh, Fed coming in and overtaking him here as well. I think that uh, I mean, you've got to remember that that even though they've been rivals for so long. You know, Federer had a good sort of four or five years before Rafa really came onto the scene. Right. So, I mean, Rafa, depending on his feet, and obviously, you know, we've, we've, we've spoken at length during the French Open regarding that. Right. Uh, depending on his feet, you know, I, it's only a matter of time before Rafa called it a day, sadly. 
Yeah, when you, when you look back at uh, the career of Roger Federer, I remember getting up or staying up late to watch uh, then one of my favourite players, Mark Philippoussis, uh, unable to uh, win a Grand Slam, losing to this young up and coming Swiss player, Roger Federer. What are your summer? What are your summer? Your highlights and your favourite memories over this incredible career. I mean, when it comes to Roger Federer, there are so many. I mean, I've I've been lucky over the last sort of ten years. I've I've had a lot to do with the Dubai Duty Free Tennis Championships, so I've had a lot a lot of time spent with him there. Um, I was able to make a video with him uh, in 2011 when we we did a video for the Australian Open, where I, I had the privilege of hitting with him. Uh, from a professional standpoint, one of the one of the greatest matches I've ever seen, well, sorry, one of the greatest performances I've ever seen was in the Australian Open. You may remember it. I think it was 2005 against Roddick, where it was a, it was four all in the first set, and then 11 games later it was almost over, and Roddick Roddick had hardly won a point. So I think I think other than that, I, I would say surely everybody remembers the 2008 Wimbledon, where, which he lost. And then the 2000, I want to say 2017 uh, Australian Open final against Nadal again, which he won. I mean, it's an incredible career. Even former world number one Leighton Hewitt came out to say that there was a period there during uh, the late 90s where he was as close to unbeatable uh, as you could possibly be. Would you agree with that? Um, I mean, it wasn't the late 90s. He was, he was very young then. No, sorry, um, sorry, sorry. The late, the late noughties, yes. Yeah, the late noughties. I mean, people people kind of forget because of the rivalry that he he eventually ended up having with Nadal and then Djokovic and kind of just the way that all of their careers moved forward. People forget that during, I think it was 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006 even, Federer was pretty much unbeatable. I mean, he, he, he dominated the sport for such a long period. Uh, I think he won three or four slams, except for the uh, the French, French Open. French Open, just the uh, ones, in, yeah. In three of, uh, was it the three times three peat they called it or something? So, yeah, he he dominated for such a, such a, I don't know, a, a, such a long period, and I, and I think that it, it doesn't. It's a it's a difficult one because I don't want to get all sort of, I don't know, over over emotional. Dare I say it? But Federer just. He took the game to a level which no one else thought was possible. You've got to remember, we came off the back of Sampras, and Sampras and Agassi in particular. And Sampras broke the record. He got the 14 slams, beating to Emerson. And then this guy comes along and gets 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, I mean, obviously, yes, uh, you know, uh, we've grown up watching him uh, becoming uh, the champion of hearts from world over. You know, messages have come in uh, talking about how amazing as a human being Federer has been you know uh, when you get up the top sometimes it just gets into your head but not with Fed I think that uh, one of the things that endears him to so many people if uh, if you've had an opportunity to to watch his when he first starts winning slams so when he first won Wimbledon he was in tears when he first won the Australian Open he was in tears um, you know when he won the French Open eventually in 2009 he was in tears I think that that kind of endears him as a as a human because we can't we we see the the coolness on court that kind of that steely exterior that he shows on court. Obviously, he's so graceful, but then you can see another side to him, which is like he he loves it. It means absolutely everything to him. And I remember an interview with with him 
think it was about five years ago when they kept on talking about retirement, retirement, retirement. And he just said, look, I love the sport. Why would I retire if <laughs> I love it? So, and Andy Murray's exactly the same. Andy, Andy Murray, you know, it, it, the guy's Robocop. I mean, he's, he's half, half man, half machine. He's a $6 million man. And he's still playing, even though he's in a lot of pain. Why? Because at the end of the day, these four, I'm going to use all four, they just love the sport. Yeah, the passion certainly rides through. You mentioned early on, Paul, uh, that you managed to uh, hit a few balls uh, with Roger Federer on the opposite side of the net. What is it like when, when you're seeing there? Are you playing the ball or are you playing the man when he's on the other end of the court? <laughs> um, I can tell you that the first five minutes, I... My right arm has never felt as heavy as it did that day. Um, I hardly hit a ball in court for the first five minutes because, I don't know, he just, you, you're playing against your, 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 your legend. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he was literally everything to me at that, at that time as well. And certainly, I think I've been in the UAE for three years at that time. Mm-hmm. At no point in my professional career did I ever think I was going to even meet Roger Federer, but uh, you know, I'd met him. Uh, I, I then was asked to be hit with him at this time, and uh, and yeah, it was it was the greatest experience of my life. Unfortunately, my wife won't be able to hear what I've just said because <laughs> I said, I said I, I've said on many occasions to friends it was the greatest day of my life, uh, but obviously it's the second greatest after my my marriage. <laughs> How long did you play for? We actually uh, we actually played kind of off and on for around about four hours. Wow. wow. We were making a video for the Australian Open. When, when he started designing his shoes, um, it's actually on YouTube. You can check it out on YouTube. And, uh, and yeah, it was, uh, it was at Alcacer in uh, 2000. I can even tell you the date, December 7th, 2011. Oh, here we go, because if I put it into YouTube, it actually comes up uh, the greatest day in Paul Espy's life. So that's the fact. Uh, <laughs> Paul, I want to ask you, when did you get married? Uh, I got married married in 2014, December 30th. You're safe now, Paul. You're safe. As long as you remember that date, I think you're, you're okay to remember the date where you played with Federer. Well, I mean, I, I, I can I can tell you that my, my wife and I, I mean, again, I think it is quite appropriate, but my wife and I, we, we were only dating when I, when I had the opportunity to play with Federer. And I actually came home after being asked, and I just burst into tears. Oh, wow. Wow. And I was, you know, at the time, what, what am I now? So I'm, I'm 48. I would have been 38 years old. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just exploded into tears. And I was like, I, I'm, I'm going to be playing with, with, well, I think I said I'm going to be playing with God. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was just a, an unbelievable experience. And I think that, you know, again, the, you mentioned about how good he is and how great he is off, off the court. Um, I can tell you that day, as you can imagine, I was very, very, very uh, nervous. And I approached him, shook his hand, and I was like, hi, I'm Paul. And he just goes, hi, Roger. And I just joked, and I, and I, and I went, I think I know who you are. <laughs> and he, he, and he, he said, yeah, but if I didn't say that, you'd think I was, uh, you'd think I was a, bit, a bit of an, uh, well, I can't use the word. Yeah, you, yeah, I understand. Yeah, but I just thought, wow, you know, you, you're probably one of the most well-known people on the planet, and you still have that kind of that humility, that, that sort of decency to just be a normal bloke and he he was a very special guy um he had we had lunch together he was nothing but amazing 
something that I, w- I was shocked with, even in the times that we weren't hitting, he was still hitting against the wall. He was just hit, hit constantly hitting, hitting, hitting against the wall. And uh, yeah, he, he's uh, he's going to be very much missed. Oh, well, this is an extraordinary story. I, I, I'm intrigued about if that was your reaction playing with him. Uh, what was your reaction when you got the phone call that you've been selected to help film this corporate video? If you if you if you knew how it happened, it was quite. It, it wasn't a phone call. Uh, I got. I, I used to. I used to have a car that was branded, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was in Mall of the Emirates, and a gentleman was standing by my car, and uh, he just said to me, he was like. I guess you're a tennis coach. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I've got an opportunity to uh, play with Roger Federer. I'm making a video with him in three weeks' time. Would you like to play? And I was like, what? Oh my god! <laughs> so, you, you wouldn't have. I wouldn't yeah. have believed him. I didn't believe it at first. I didn't. I. I. I like I said, uh, it was. Uh, it was only really. I think it was around about sort of two or three hours later when he when I actually got a call to confirm that yes, it's going to happen that I just, like I said, I broke down in tears and, and I, I was like, I don't believe I'm going to get to do this. This is phenomenal. This is, I mean, uh, you know, I, I can I can only imagine this. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cricket coach, so I've worked around with the, you know, with, with a few sides. And, uh, you know, just being around your heroes is just phenomenal. I know when, uh, you know, right now during the Asia Cup, there were the Indian and Pakistan side, the Afghanistan side that were training here. We got a bunch of young kids to come in and bowl to them at at the nets, right? As net bowlers, they, they, you know, it, it it was it was probably one of the best days of their lives to be in in the same zone as their heroes and to bowl to them. I'm I'm sure that you know uh, the the feeling is absolutely overwhelming. I mean, to control your emotion and to deliver, then it's a bigger challenge. Absolutely, and and something which I mean, it, I think it's relevant, but but it's a it's a deeper story. Is that when I was fifteen, um, I'm I'm hoping that you that you would remember a, t- a French tennis player called Yannick Noah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, he was the last uh, French guy to win a win a slam, and uh, I had the privilege to play with him in a in a in a small. Um, it was an exhibition thing in Liverpool, where I'm from, and uh, it just so happened that. I, I collect tennis rackets for, as, as one of my hobbies, oh, okay. and I got the racket that he was using that day, and uh, and I, I posted it on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I, I tagged him, and I and I said and I said, you know, Yannick, no, I don't hope you realize just how inspired you made things. You know, I've made a career, I've I've dedicated my entire life, and I can tell you now that having the opportunity to play with you, then bloody blah, blah blah, and he messaged me, and I've actually been involved in in talks with him uh, for four or five days now based on that. And that's something which I feel that Federer also embraced really, really well. If you if you remember, there was a, I think he was an Indian boy, actually. There was an Indian boy who interviewed him about five years ago, six years ago, yeah, and was... they got to play with each other. Yeah, Izyan Ahmed. Yeah, Izyan Ahmed. I, I remember that kid. He, 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 right, and, yeah. then, and then there was another one during, there was a girl during lockdown or something that he, he went to, they did a they did a pasta advert or something together, yeah. and things like that. I think that when you look at Sampras and Agassi mm-hmm. as the, the people beforehand, they never really embraced the 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 people as much as the likes of Federer and Nadal and Djokovic have. True. And I think that that's something which you know separates them and makes them. I mean, I've I've said for many many years that you know, I, although personally I will always call Federer the goat. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not stupid enough to think. Well, you know, Nadal is not a goat, and Djokovic is not a goat. We've just been blessed with the three greatest players that have ever walked the planet at the same era. So I think the best thing to do is just call them all goats. And <laughs> you throw in, you throw Serena in there as well, and you've got you've got the four greatest people, the greatest tennis players that have ever walked the planet. And I don't think we in our, in our generation. We will ever see anything like it again. Yeah, an exceptional, an exceptional situation. We've been fortunate enough to witness. Uh, Paul, thank you very much for joining us and uh, sharing that exceptional story about what is your great, second greatest day of your life. My, yeah, the second greatest. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is Paul Espy, the director of tennis for the Harb Tour Tennis Academy. The best place if you're looking to go down and have some lessons is the Harb Tour Tennis Academy. So if you do have some uh, memories of Roger Federer, you can always let us know. 0586861003. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.